Hello everyone over there, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to my channel. Bienvenidos y gracias por sintonizarse a mi podcast. And this conversation is going to, I'm going to take you guys a little more on who I am, the person I am, and who I am as an individual. And I'm going to take you guys to my early upbringings, to my early childhood memories. And part of that is growing up in a family of farmers and musicians, but also very humble families, humble beginnings, and so many more memories. Let me introduce myself. My name is Raul, and I could say that growing up was such a moment in my life that shaped the person that I am now in various ways and the reason why I say that is because growing up was such a part of my life that made me the person that I am now and some of you that know me personally or some of you that might heard of my person my, my, my character my work you know you guys get to see me in the regular regularly but you guys don't know this personal aspects of my life and in this new season and the first episode i'm introducing myself to all of you and growing up in michoacan mexico coming from a family that side that are from michoacan my mom's side of the family they're from ensenada baja california which is in san quintin a little more deeper into baja california and two different states two different places you know being in baja california is more water more ocean you know, versus Michoacán, it's a little more, more pueblos, you know, more, more trees, uh, you know, foresty type of, uh, you know, environments. And I grew up over there. I grew up in uh, Michoacán and, uh, you know, Yuracoro, Michoacán. So shout out to all my people over there and all my old friends who, you know, I grew up with in, in Michoacán. And I could, I could say something about you know, being a kid, being a child and growing up in, in, in this in Pueblo, in Ecuador, you know, it was such an amazing moment in my life because, you know, the, the whole street, the whole blog will always be out after, you know, we finish our school time. We'll get together. We'll all be playing games and and running back and forth and, and you know, playing hide and seek and, you know, jump rope and and skateboarding, rollerblading. We have so many, so many good memories together. And, and, and you know, and I always was a child that was very timid, very quiet, but very outgoing. You know, I don't know how them three blended together, but it, it did somehow together, right? So timid, quiet, but timid, but not very quiet, but very outgoing, very happy, being surrounded by so many great friends, but also growing up, growing up with my family, my great grandpas, my grandpas, my, my uncles, my dad, they had uh, crops, farms, we had animals, we had cows, we had pigs, we had horses, we had chickens, you know, we would wake up in the morning, my grandma and I would go feed all the chickens, you know, and we'll collect all the eggs and, you know, since we're over there feeding them, we will collect whatever eggs were there ready for us to eat and cook, you know, so it was very humble moments that you know, we kind of worked hard for anything we needed. And that's some of the things that I was, you know, raised around to 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 work for what you want. You know, throughout my whole life is there's never been no handouts in my life. You know, I can 
proudly and gladly tell you that everything I've accomplished in my life from growing up until now, it's always been with hard work, my perseverance, my determination, my motivation, my drive, my hunger, my willingness to work hard and, and show my work ethic and this all this upbringing stuff of mine that made me the person that I am now. So taking you guys back a little more. So like I was saying, you know, so it was such a good time and growing up with the farms and the agriculture and, and you know, and, and again, from my mom's side of the family, you know, they had a bunch of animals that will go feed all the time and would go, you know, help our, our great grandpas, our uncles and you know, our cousins go, you know, pick up the, the the vegetables, the fruits, whatever, you know, it was, you know, farming during those moments, tomatoes and all those things. And also from my, from my dad's side of the family, you know, it was also different, too, because we also for farmers, but also I had family members who are very talented, you know, and and I remember there was a, a, one of my uncles and my aunts and their little families, you know, they were so talented that they literally played an instrument. Each one of their, of my cousins, they played an instrument and my cousin Enriqueta she was actually the one that was the lead singer like the little singer of the, the little group but they played it so effortlessly and so beautifully but also I ended up finding out later through the years that my grandma from my dad's side and all her siblings which are my uncles rest in peace my grandma rest in peace apparently they had a very famous uh, orchestra back in the days that they used to go go touring they used to go around the, the, the different pueblos, around the, the, you know, the Michoacan and wherever else they traveled to. And until this day, actually, I'm still researching their music or, or f articles or things that maybe they could have been published back in the days. Because, you know, apparently, according to my aunts and, and some of the facts that I've gathered, that they had a very famous orchestra. So I do also come from a family of musicians, you know, from that side of the family, my dad's side of the family, my grandma, and then like I was telling you guys a bit ago about my cousin and my uncle and my aunt who had a little family and they literally played so amazing and back in the days none of us really had the opportunity or the 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 the, the availability to get you know a phone or or a camera you know so it wasn't very accessible back in the days especially in our pueblos you know it's not that easy for you to get access to a camera or a phone because back in the days the technology wasn't that advanced as it's right now but anyway and you know not to take credit from selena because selena is our legend she's also a very icon person to our culture nuestra cultura and she's a very meaningful person but i will say that if my cousin Enriqueta, because she's such a great performer and a great artist if we would have had the capabilities for us to showcase her art, it literally would have been another Selena or possibly equally to Selena because she's so good and she was so good that literally you would just get hypnotized by just listening to their playing the instrumentals and different instruments and Enriqueta, she's the one being the lead singer of it. And it was so amazing visiting my uncle and my aunt whenever I had the chance for them to see them and witness their practicing and their little music practice they will do in their little garage. And it was just amazing moments that, you know, impacted my life in a positive way and in a way that I didn't even know 
much of music, but I was there listening to them and enjoying their their you know their performance, their performance in front of me, and it was just amazing, you know. So, going back to my elementary school years too, you know, I've always been a person that was very school person, very school driven, very school focused. I love school. I'm I'm a nerd at heart, to be honest, and I'll always love school. And I do remember that because of my academic excellence and having good grades and and being well behaved in school, I, I did go to a elementary school that my parents had to pay tuitions. They also we my siblings when I say we me and my siblings at that time at that moment uh, we had a we went to school that we had to wear uniforms. So we had to wear uniforms every day from Monday to Friday. And I remember before starting each class, we would always have to place our arms in our desks. And we all had individual desks, so we all would seal by ourselves. And before the beginning of the class, after going into the class, we would have to place our hands on top of our desks. And if for, if for any reason your hands were dirty or you had longer fingernails or, or females had uh, colored fingernails, we will get hit. We will get hit with the ruler, with the wooden ruler. And trust me, it was very painful because sometimes I did get get hit a few times, not as often as others and other students that I, you know, my classmates. But it was very interesting. You know, it was different, very interesting era, very different moments, different times. And, and also, um, also the situations where sometimes if you are in class and the teacher calls you up the front and if you don't know the answer, because that's a way of them testing your knowledge to see if you are actually paying attention for the class or doing the class session, then if you will fail the question or whatever the instructors will ask you, if you fail that, you will get hit too. But this hit was in the butt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they will turn us over around, be like, okay, turn around, and then they'll hit us with the same wooden ruler that they'll hit our hands. So it wasn't, you know, I mean, again, you know, I'm sure you don't want to be in that position where you want to be getting hit all the time because it really hurt. It really, really hurt and very stingy too. But anyways, going back to that too. Uh, yes, you know, so this was my elementary school years. But also uh, another thing that, you know, part of me was uh, besides being an outstanding and, you know, having great grades all the time, that allowed me to earn a scholarship. So this scholarship was a six-year full-ride scholarship. So each consecutive year, we will receive... Um, you know, the books for the for the for the school year, a backpack where school supplies on there. We would get, um, you know, every few months we will get also a box food for our families. We will also get a check. And this check would also be could be used for, you know, our uniforms or for, our, you know, our sports that we would also play there in school. So we would utilize this money for that and also to help at home, too. So it was nice to see that, you know, we and myself and other students and other classmates and other, you know, other grades, too. We all had this scholarship that was specifically created for students like ourselves who have great good grades, who are well behaved, who are going outstanding, who are going above and beyond. And I was always that person, you know, I was always, even though I was sometimes timid, sometimes now, but still outgoing, you know, I still was very involved. And part of that too, the extracurricular activities besides my schooling and my, my, my classes, I was also in sports. So I was... I played volleyball for six consecutive years. Every year as well, 
I was chosen as a team captain. So, you know, being part of a team captain also holds a lot of responsibilities, right? So every year, the instructor, my PE teacher, Mr. Mr. Mario, he will always select me as a team captain of my team. So I had to build my own team. But the funny thing of that is my cousin, my cousin Jose, he was also the team captain for his own team. So between Jose and myself, there was always that rivalry, not in a bad way, but I think I'm such a competitive person that whenever I would play volleyball and we had matches and we'll play against other schools, I'm very competitive, you know, and that's another, you know, attribute that I got to learn within myself growing up, but very competitive, um, not competing against others, but very competitive within myself, right? Wanting to be outstanding and going excelling in anything I was doing. And so this happened. So every time we'll have matches in between my team and my cousin's team or play other schools, there were situations where we did get physical, we did get confrontational because, again, I'm so competitive and First of all, I didn't want to lose, right? And plus, I had still had to oversee my entire team. And also, I had to, you know, direct them a few moments on how to make sure we're moving and what to do, tricks here and there. You know, finding our own little ways of, of, of rebuttaling, you know, with the other team or whoever we were playing. So it was a very interesting moment of playing volleyball for six years, every consecutive year. Again, I was a team captain. I was selected as a team captain. And, you know, it was such an honor to be able to to play that sport and also be the team captain. I mean, who does that, right? Every consecutive year. But away from the sport and also the school part, too. I was also a few moments, uh, I was I was trying to learn how to play the flute, which I was never successful with it. Maybe now as an adult, maybe I can try it again and see if I can maybe learn the way. But anyway, I couldn't play, I don't know, I couldn't know and learn how to play the, the, the flute. So I was always struggling, it was, versus, it was such a struggle for me trying to learn how to play the flute. So I gave up, I gave up. But instead of playing the flute, I told my, my instructor, I'm like, you know what, let me go ahead and play the drums. So he's like, sure. So he plays me in the team with the drums. And I was actually pretty good with this. So I stuck around with playing the drums. And the cool thing of playing the drums is that there was moments in our, in our every Monday in school, we will do the honor to the flag, Honores de la Bandera, which, you know, we'll each, each, sometimes you'll select different students from different classes to be able to, to be part of the escolta, which is, the the team of 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 of, uh, of students who will create and one of them will hold the, the 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 flag and then there was two others next to them and two others behind them so i think it was the little five or five or six if i'm not mistaken and um again you know we would do the honores a la bandera so we'll do the whole little like you know like uh uh, marching around the the school perimeter the whole campus so everybody could see and then we will march up to the to the atrium which is the kind of like more of the of the stage where everybody will definitely you know end up doing the honores a la bandera which is under to the flag and um you know so i did get to a few moments hold the flag which it was such an amazing moment too because again you know in order for you to hold the flag there was certain criteria and certain things that you had to you know abide by or or, or you know look into and the, your grades and all that stuff 
and I did get to to hold the flag a few moments and a few times actually, and it was a very nice experience, you know, being able to to hold the flag yourself with your hands, with your bare hands, and being well dressed and equipped and everything. You know, it was it was a very nice experience to be able to do that and also on the other hand sometimes you know i was able to play the the drums you know sometimes we'll have the same process of the honor to the flag so we'll have a different team you know playing with the with the drums and the flute so that way you will i'll be coordinated along with the anthem with the mexican anthem so it was very interesting moments of of you know of honoring the flag every monday and just such an amazing time and memories that it was you know very impactful in, in so many ways and also the 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 cool thing of of our pueblos too is that we also hosted hosted the 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 desfiles which is the parades so the parades were consisted of of all the schools from all school grades you know kindergarten to first graders to all the way to sixth graders to middle schoolers to high schoolers to colleges and also the queens and the kings which it'll be a whole constellation of, of schools so other schools will do their own marching and they'll you know we'll all be wearing our, our our uniforms each school also have their own colors their own schemes their own mascots i believe but you know so um going back to the parades to the desfiles you know it was such also an amazing moment because every year we had to participate so this will happen every year this desfile which that there was the desfile of the year which is means you know it's once a year a desfile del año which you know is the school of the year and also the parade and you know being on the streets and being around the downtown the plaza and then your family kind of waiting for you to see you to you know show up in this parade that you're marching on on the streets but also then filling you with confetti confete and it was just amazing moments the bands playing the drums the flutes the holding the flag the queens and the kings that will be selected by the town by the pueblos because they were beautiful looking people and and, and and you know it was such amazing moments and memories that it's like wow like you know my childhood was very well lived and enjoying so much so much moments and memories with my family my cousins and my aunts and and, and you know family who lived in different parts in Guadalajara Morelia Uruapan you know and in the schools how how attentive they were to our education although you know we would get hit or whatever reason but I felt like that was more a disciplinary way for, you know, to in, put a discipline into ourselves. But also that some of the things that will go in school, you know, um, people conf often compliment me on my handwriting. Well, this goes back to that because, you know, growing up and also in, in the elementary school that I went to and attended with my siblings, uh, you know, we had to write 500 to 1,000 times one sentence that the instructor will tell us to write. And it had to be well written. It had to be well organized. It had to be literally aligned with every word, with every letter. And it had to be well written. So this was, I guess, some type of exercising that they will imprint into us to teach us lessons, skills, writing skills. And I guess doing it more in their way, in their manners, right? So this is just, you know, opportunities and lessons and 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 live live memories that 
to me meant so much but also the the playing with my friends and you know getting skateboards you know rollerblading going to the plaza you know the 16 of september september you know the egrito and all these festivities that will always happen so lividly and vividly and joyfully and full of music and those cuetes and those churros and you know all these these amazing memories and times that I'm I'm so grateful for and, and you know I was mainly in Michoacan I didn't really get to to travel much to Ensenada as much from my dad mom's side of the family because they're more from Baja California and all that stuff but I did get to, to visit a few moments you know I did get to to visit a few times and before I moved here to to California I actually visited I went on a trail to visit multiple family members from my mom's side of the family who were on the way before to get in arriving to California when I was 11 and, and you know like I said I I was I was I was just so so grateful and so thankful for all these memories that my great grandpas and my grandpas and uncles and aunts and dad implanted in me and and and, and raised me with so many morals so many values so many self respect you know so many self resiliency working hard for the things that I wanted to do. You know, me and my siblings and my cousins, we never got no handouts. You know, living in Mexico is a whole different story because we don't get access to so many easy things like the way America and other countries perhaps might have. But in Mexico, it's different. Mexico's different because, you know, things don't get handed to anybody. You know, you work hard for what you want and what you want to achieve, and you play hard. You know what I'm saying? And and it was such a teacher such teachable moments in my life who shaped so much of my childhood but not just my childhood but also growing up growing up and being a visualizer being a goal getter being timid and quiet but still outgoing and excelling in my school making sure i was always doing the best that i can uh, going above and beyond my projects my cousins who also helped me and paved the way for me and others and it was such an amazing mom moments and memories in my life who you know meant so much and so many people who meant so much not just my family but friends and and instructors and and also people who were there to to guide me on on ways since you know being in school and how to stay in school and, and how to take things seriously my parents my parents my 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 aunts my uncles and so many people who were part of of my life growing up and and you know at some point my mom my mom told me like hey you know like we need to actually move to california because you know one of our family members is it's very sick and and you know we need to be there and at first i didn't think nothing of it because i really didn't believe much of that that story because it was so out of nowhere that she's like hey you know we might have to leave just letting you know and I, at first i was in denial because i'm like no nah, i don't think she's serious about it so i didn't take her that serious but then there was a moment when she said hey we need to go so it, it was such a fast move that it was it was very impactful it, it impacted me because on how fast it happened and how fast we needed to leave and how you know rapidly things were one day to the next day like okay we're packing our stuff and then we're leaving and we left and you know we left and there was a lot of people that I didn't get to say bye to 
family, friends, people who I adored, people who I loved. But it, it happened so, so fast and, and so, so rapidly. And, you know, I was a kid. I was a kid. I was 11 years old. I was 11 years old when we decided to leave and when we left because we needed to move to California to be with our family. And we ended here in California. And, you know, I was I was afraid. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know what was happening, a whole different world. I didn't even get to graduate from my sixth grade in Mexico in my elementary school because I wasn't there and we had to get up and leave. But also the instructors told my aunts over there in Mexico that they couldn't give my diploma to them because technically I wasn't there physically to accept my diploma. So, you know, that that was something that it was kind of hard on me because I took it hard because, again, I'm, I'm a schoolboy. I'm a school nerd. I love school. I've always been a lover for school and education. And, you know, it was it was it was, you know, it was what it was. But, uh, you know, I learned so much. I learned so much going, you know, in this elementary school and living my my upbringing and living in, 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 in mi pueblo, Yurecuaro, Michoacán, you know, and. And, and being around so many great people and people around the neighbors and friends and their families and my family and and everybody, everybody who was around my, my life and people who shaped me in so many ways, people who I look up to. And, and I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful for so many memories. And and this is this is me. I'm introducing myself to you and t- talking a little bit about my my first my first initial moments of who I am, what I am, and the person that I that I was, you know, growing up and being a kid from my first grade to my sixth grade, and wanted to take you guys on this transition, on this journey with. And thank you for being up and personal for allowing me to introduce myself to all of you, wherever you're listening from, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you guys for allowing me to take you guys on this transition of my life and this chapter of my life that was so powerful, so impactful, who shaped so many ways of my life to where I am now. And for listening for this journey of mine from my upbringing, from my first to my sixth grade, we're growing up in the farms, you know, my other side of the family who are also musicians and being around nature and enjoying those little moments, those little moments that are so impactful, that meant so much and so meaningful, that allow me to learn so many values and lessons and how to be grateful and thankful for so many things. And because of my upbringing, allow me to be so disciplined and determined and not to give up on anything that I've envisioned myself doing. So I'm so grateful for that. And thank you guys for also allowing me to share this chapter of my life with all of you. And tune in to the next episode because I am going to take you guys up to me moving to California at 11 years old. So stay tuned. I can't wait to share with all of you that next chapter of of my life of arriving to California. 
y muchas gracias a toda la gente que está sintonizándose y también a toda la gente que marcó el camino para mí, para mucha gente, para otros, el que yo esté aquí y también el poder co compartir con todos ustedes mi historia tan personal para que ustedes sepan quién soy, la persona quién soy y todo lo que ha pasado porque tenemos historias que nos hacen personas, nos hacen como mexicanos, latinos, hispanos, nos hacen una historia que nos, nos inspira, nos, nos, nos pone resiliencia, nos, nos emprende tantas cosas, nos aprende tantas cosas y también todas las bendiciones y todos los agradecimientos que, que también han pasado en mi, en mi vida y en momentos tan importantes de mi vida que me impactaron en forma positivamente, una forma de yo mirar las cosas, de, de siempre tener muy claro las metas que quiero lograr y cómo hacerlo y trabajar arduamente y también todas esas costumbres, la disciplina, la determinación que fueron inculcadas en mi, por parte de mi familia. Así de que gracias a toda la gente que está sintonizándose. Y el siguiente episodio les voy a hablar un poquito más de mi llegada a California a los 11 años de edad. Así de que sintonicen el siguiente episodio. And tune in. Much love. Stay tuned.